Do you find yourself with extra time? Maybe you're a little bit bored. You already did your errands. You finished your set at the gym. It's a good time to do Instacart. If you don't know what Instacart is, you basically are a paid shopper. If you go to Instacart.com, download the shopper app, enter Eric M601BA. That's E-R-I-C-K-M601B as in boy, A as in apple. And you get the process started. It's a real quick background check. And it's really simple. It's real easy. Instacart makes it really simple. Download the shopper app. Enter the referral code. And you're a shopper. And we're on the road to Tangent, 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 City. Tangent, 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 City. Dealing with E. Marquez. I'm here today uh, in my car because I had to do um, an impromptu. This would just be a piece of what I uh, what I'm gonna do on uh, my next episode or on this episode. I just had to do an impromptu. A lot of stuff is going on. A lot of stuff is happening. So. Uh, you'll still hear some of the great intro music. You'll still hear some of the magnificent tunes and uh, upbeat show that you'll hear. But, you know, you're going to hear a couple of these segments today on this episode because I got to multitask. Well, <clears throat> anyway, today, uh, well, this weekend we had the XFL we had uh, uh, pitchers and catchers report. You had also, um, I guess, Bobby Knight went back to uh, Indiana, and he's like old and decrepit. Look, regarding Bobby Knight, this is all you're gonna hear. In his heyday, he had he was one of the faces of college basketball. He was great. But when you're just a crap dude, when you're just a crap person, there's no position, there's no spot for you. There's no, you know, there, there's nobody going to feel sorry for you. And that's what Bobby Knight was. So if you guys don't know who Bobby Knight is, look him up on Google and that's all you're gonna get, okay? All these old timers and all these people that, uh, well, I'll send my kid to him, military style, uh, coaching and how it should be. This is how coaching should be, and you should have uh, you should be uh, taught discipline and with an iron fist type crap. Well, that's not the way of the world, and not every athlete is coached up the same. That's just how it is. You got to change your ways 
on how you coach up your athletes these days. Even on your own team, cannot coach them all the same. The star player, the most athletic player is going to get some liberties. He's the one that's going to help you win the most. You just, it is not going to be, you got to, they're held by the same rules, but they're treated differently. It's that simple. Well, that's it on Bobby Knight. Um, XFL was a great, great show, a great performance. Uh, it's, it's, XFL is not competing with the NFL. It's competing with garbage. It's competing with NBA basketball, which is trash. College basketball, which is trash, and the first month, and the first month of Major League Baseball, which is cold. So it's going to be fine. Uh, Vince McMahon, the owner of WWE, CEO, owner of WWE, has put in three years worth of operating expense for this league. They're going to make it back in one year. I guarantee it. They already got lucrative, lucrative TV uh, contracts with ESPN, Fox, and a couple streaming streaming services. But they already, they're, it's good to go. They might change up the uniforms here and there, but it's a decent product. It's fun. It's entertaining. Nice rules. And they got rules that the NFL will implement, as I see, as soon as this year, 2020. So XFL to off to a smashing start. I'm a fan, and I'm looking forward to seeing it develop more. It is a developmental league with uh, with an inch or two of competitiveness. That's what it is. So it's not the minor leagues where, like, the Tennessee Smokies and the uh, Chattanooga Juggernauts and <clears throat> the uh, 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 San Antonio Buzzards. Uh, it's not... It's not the South Bend Cubs. It's not the, you know, the Hilltoppers or it's none of them. It's, it's, not, it's not like the minor leagues where it's gimmicky. No, no. It's legit. It's development. These guys are going to play a lot of football. I wonder how these position players and these linemen are going to go from playing XFL and then maybe making an NFL team. That's a lot of football. That's about, it's about 25 games or... or about at least 20 games they'll play in a calendar year. So that's a lot. Um, but we'll see. Quarterbacks are going to be different. Quarterbacks are going to be treated different. And there's some quarterbacks that have a chance to get on an NFL roster just based on their talent alone. Pretty decent. And then uh, the new thing that's came up, um, the thing that's been this whole whirlwind, uh, at least the last couple of days, has been... Pagoda, the Pagoda projections, and I and I'll and I'll do a whole segment on MLB coming up, but I just had to get this in before I forget. Um, Pagoda, Pagoda is a projection company that simulates the season fifty thousand times or whatever, and they come up with a record that they think your club is gonna be your your favorite baseball team is gonna have. To me, it's a joke. Pagoda, they were, because they were close on the Cubs last year, by they were off by one. The Cubs won 84 games. They said Cubs will win 83 games. Well, 
just because of that, now all these fans and all these sports writers and analytic-driven guys want to say that, oh, Pagoda, Pagoda this, Pagoda that. Oh, Pagoda projected them to do this. Oh, they're going to be bad. This is not playing the game, and this is one of the reasons why baseball is losing its luster. It's losing its luster because of Pagoda and fan graphs and fan nuts and linebacker and all these projection machines that they don't they don't take into consideration poise determination fire energy motor, uh, momentum none of that stuff is quantitative it, it, it none of that stuff can be looked at with quanta quanta quantum physics and analysis none of that stuff they're just looking at numbers of what these players have done in the recent past and then they're guessing they're guessing and that's the kind of stuff that is just like come on you're pushing fans away when you do these things because number one you're trying to tell fans look look see in October, if you come one to three to four games off, you say, oh, see, look at that. My projection is right. Why are you going to watch? That's what you're doing. And then fans are going to be like, okay, they're going to search for other things to watch or look for because their teams suck or their teams are not interesting. Or Pagoda projected them to win 80 games. Oh, why should I watch? Why should I take time out of my day to watch a team that I know is going to win 80 games because Pagoda said so? So, leave it alone. Watch your baseball team. This is another problem. Baseball is only a regional sport. That's a problem. Guys, watch all baseball. Watch it all. You got condensed games now. You can watch baseball. You have to watch the LA Dodgers, the Rangers, the Rockies, the Mariners. I understand that the broadcasts are horrible. I understand that the broadcasts are ridiculously bad. I get it. I get it. They're awful. You know, the Mariners' home broadcast team sucks so bad. It's a bore. It's an absolute bore to watch. And because they just do not help, they just do not help you with engaging into the game at all. The Texas Rangers broadcast team is decent the Tampa Bay broadcast team is decent it is just a tough watch when you have a bad broadcast team because a lot of these guys are homers a lot of these guys a lot of these broadcast teams are fans of that team I mean you know you look at if you look at the um, Chicago White Sox for years Hawk Harrelson was a super fan of the Chicago White Sox. That's what got him into the MLB Hall of Fame because came up with all those calls and all those home run calls and, you know, favoring the White Sox. You know, you got guys, you got guys like this that, you, or you got announcers like this that are just, they're just, they, they, they're unappealing to, they're unappealing to the masses. And when you're watching them, when you're watching the games, you hear these guys talking, you're just like, what are they saying? The Atlanta Braves broadcast team is one of the worst 
Chip Carey is so man. You, it, it's rather hear, rather hear squeaking down a chalkboard because man, is he bad? The the one thing that I hate is when there's like a ball thrown inside or a, a pitcher hits one of their batters, and all of a sudden, oh, they don't want that. Oh, oh what is this about? Oh. oh Oh, they must be upset. You just hit a three-run homer and get them out. You know, it's kind of stupid. But still, if you go watch the games on mute, telling you, watch baseball. We need to stop having it be a regional sport because then you're not depending on analytics. You look at the stats and say, oh, Mike Trout's best player ever in the history of baseball. It's not true. That's not true. Analytically, he puts up numbers. I like his game. Mike Trout's got a great game, but he's not the best player in baseball. He's not. He's not the best player ever. You know, he's he's just not. There's 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 a lot of different players that do a lot of better things than Mike Trout. And one of them is winning. So, oh, but baseball's not a team sport. All I know is I seen Anthony Rendon and Juan Soto take over the MLB playoffs last year. That's two guys on one team. And I can argue Rendon, was, he couldn't get them out. And he put that team on their back. I seen Alfonso Soriano carry the Cubs in like 20, 25, 30 game stretches in his tenure with the Cubs. Mike Trout doesn't win. But that's fine. Because analytically, that doesn't matter. But he just doesn't win. I love Mike Trout. But watch the games. Look at Johnny. There's this guy. There was this player named Johnny Damon. From back in the day, he won a couple World Series with the Boston Red Sox. One of the most unappealing, aesthetically awful baseball players you will ever watch. Oh, so bad. But his stats were great. He was a wonderful leadoff hitter. He was fast. He got on base. He did this. But when you watched him, you hated his game. It was ugly. He slapped at the ball. He ran with, like, his arms flailing out. He threw the ball like if he had no shoulders in rotation. It was unappealing, aesthetically unappealing. But he got the job done. You looked at his analytics, you say, oh, oh, man, this guy's a great baseball player. But when you watch him with your own eyes, you'd be like, what is this? Is that, you can actually swing the bat like that? Look at uh, Gardner from the New York Yankees, the way he swings the bat unappealing but you know the Yankees brought him back for another year gets the job done for them he's their he's basically their poster child of what they like the Yankees to be represented as and he's actually not a bad player aesthetically he just looks awful but uh but yeah you know this Pakoda stuff you know it needs to stop Let's just watch the ball games Watch yourself some spring training, too, so you know who's coming up. Look, they want to say that these teams don't develop players. Throw these players up in the big leagues, and let's see what happens. I've dealt with players myself that were not even close to being practice players. But in the game, they produced. These are players that I coached. They looked off on practice. They couldn't pick up ground balls. But in the game, they produced. And it was just like, what? How is this? I guess it's just a different focus or something. But, again, get off of this projection stuff. Don't pay no attention. 
it, it just comes to show you that the XFL has a market because we're wasting a week on Pergoda projections. And that's why the XFL is going to take over Thursday nights and they're going to take over Saturday and Sunday in the short spring, in the pre-spring uh, months because there's nothing else. There's just nothing else. And then the other thing that I want to mention too before I forget is I'm watching this documentary now. It's called McMillions on HBO. It's about the scandal that is or that was the Monopoly game at McDonald's. Well, there was a guy named Uncle Jerry who rigged the game and he basically got all the prize, all the big winner prizes and he wound up using people or getting people to uh, win it and then he'll take a cut of the winnings or whatever. But he did this for a long time. They're even saying all the way back since 1988. So he's been doing this for a long time. The FBI got involved. They started running sting operations or whatever. But the one thing that I find so fascinating, and this is what I want to mention, is how McDonald's, who used Simon Marketing to do this show. Now, Simon Marketing are genius. They're genius. They came up with the... They came up with this Monopoly thing for McDonald's. They did a couple other games for other corporations. They're great. They're a great marketing unit in, in about innovation. Well, McDonald's, the McDonald's. Press Uconnect phone button to answer. Or rejected. In McDonald's, in McDonald's, they have no they did not have any idea who were the major players who were the security who was in charge and they had no idea on how the game pieces were distributed they didn't know about the winning game pieces they didn't know about the big money game pieces about the boardwalks and the park places, they had no idea on how the game was run. They basically told Simon Marketing, here, you take over. You guys can do this. Unbelievable that this major corporation, this is one of the top, what, five recognizable corporations in the world? One of the top two or three business models? in the world because we all know that McDonald's is not about restaurants or hamburgers. It's about real estate for McDonald's. And they own a lot of real estate. So these people, this company is recognizable everywhere. Everybody knows McDonald's. And they had no idea on how Simon Marketing did their Monopoly game. None, none. Their head of security their deputy of security had no idea on how this game was run. Unbelievable. So far, I'm on the second episode. I've, I've read something like this before in the past. I want to say about seven, eight years ago or so. Maybe five to eight years ago. 
I can't remember where I seen it, but now that HBO and the new owner of HBO, Mark Wahlberg, because he is crushing it with all their shows on there, they have a six-part series on there. And let me tell you, this is so brilliant. It is so genius. But we're on, we're on episode two right now. And I just cannot understand how McDonald's have no idea on how they're giving away millions, millions. They're giving away millions. Even St. Jude was donated a piece of a, a, a Monopoly game board piece. And they won a million dollars. And these people at McDonald's have no idea. Well, that's the segment right now. I'll be back later. And you'll hear some more. If anything comes up, if anything pops up, you hear an impromptu entry. But uh, for right now, uh, I'll come back with more of my music and intros and more to show the way you recognize it. And then we'll talk some more. All right. I'll be back. Swallow a bottle of alcohol and I'll feel like Godzilla. Better hit the deck like the Cardilla. My whole squad's in here walking around the party. A cross between a zombie apocalypse and Big Bobby. The brain heaning, which is probably the same reason I wrestle with mania. Shadies in this bitch, I'm posse. Up, consider it to cross me. A costly mistake if they sleep in on me. The hoes better get insomnia. ADHD hydroxica. That's the Kavasia. In AA with an AK melee, finna set it like a play date. Better vacate, retreat like a vacate mayday. This beat is cray cray rage, H A H A H A. Laughing all the way to the bank, I spray things they cannot tame or placate the monster. You get in my way, I'ma feed you to the monster. I'm normal during the day, but at night turn to a monster. When the moon shine like ice road truckers, I look like a villain out of those blockbusters. Godzilla Yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome back to Caught Stealing with E Marquez. Check it out. That's Morna. M-O-R-N-A on YouTube. She does a cover of Monster of Godzilla's Eminem new song from his new album. Um, it is sick. She's sick. The, the whole track is sick. So you gotta y'all gotta check it out. But uh, uh, yeah, I come back here. Uh, I did an impromptu earlier to let you guys know uh, the, what was on my mind, my thoughts. Uh, we talked about the XFL, which, uh, look, at, I'm going to be watching it every week. I'm going to be checking it out every week. Um, you know, I'm excited about it. I mean, not excited, but, I, you know, I like it. I think there's a market for it, and I think it's going to be good. Uh, and uh, also today, uh, we heard about um, baseball trying to do a, a implementation of new playoffs, uh, adding two more teams. Uh, I guess it's to go seven, seven teams in each league to go to the playoffs. Well, I mean, that, that that's going to get them going. That's going to get them going for uh, more, less teams to tank. But you're still going to have like four to six, seven teams that are going to just be trash. But you're going to have that middle group thinking that they can get into the playoffs, which is always a good thing because playoffs equals money. And money equals profits. So... Every every owner, you know, this is all about money. All all of it is about money. If if it wasn't about money, they should they would lower the games from 162 go to 154 or even 148, 146, because you don't you don't need you don't need to be playing all summer long. You just don't. 
it, it, you know, they're trying to go get the young 2018 to 34-year-old viewer. They got to make the game more. They got to move the game along. No more uh, uh, emphasize on strikeouts and home runs. That stuff doesn't fly no more. Hold on, I got to raise her up right here because... She snaps. Listen to this. Yeah, there. That was sick. She's sick. Anyway, check her out on YouTube. She's pretty good. Um, but yeah, they, you know they're gonna have to do. They're gonna have to do something with. Uh, I mean, you know, they're they're gonna try to get these younger viewers in. So in order to do that, you 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 got to cut the game shorter. There's got to be more action. That just does. You know, stop thinking that. You know, oh, uh, I need to call time out every now and then. You know, between between innings. You know, just just go in there, get ready, throw the baseball, and let's go. You know, eight warm-ups, five warm-ups. You guys should be warm and stretched out already. So, yeah, I, I you know, I'm, I'm looking to, you know, baseball needs to do a lot more logistically. I feel like it's a logistics problem. And for, for their delivery, their method of, of production, their, it's bad. It, it needs to be, it needs to be bad. I'm, I'm a gamer. I'm, I mean, I'm a lifer. So I'm going to be here. All the time for baseball. I'm going to watch baseball games uh, no matter what. But that's me. That's different. You know, we want to get the regular Joe. And for every other lifer, for every other baseball fan, you need to watch all the games. You need to watch all the games. I said this earlier. Stop stop just being a regional sport. Stop just re being your team. And, and don't be out of town stupid about other teams. So if you watch all the sports, you start to see. You start to see why the game is played on the field and not in the analytic room. Uh, everything about this analytics and quantifying all these things, that's what's really ruining baseball, really ruining baseball. Because there's players going into the Hall of Fame that are not Hall of Famers. They're not Hall of Famers, and they're going in because of their numbers. So let's get it together and make sure that, you know, the game is played on the field because these guys are talented. These guys are great. Um... But yeah, uh, you know, there's, there's, there's other things that could be, there's other things that could be uh, implemented in the game, uh, but mainly it's just about get in, get out, get in, get out. There's a lot of people have a lot more things to do. I'll give you an example. For me, this is what I do, right? So I podcast, I listen in my podcast channel. So I have two. I have Apple Podcasts and I have Stitcher. I'm using Anchor too, so I use Anchor at sometimes to listen also because Stitcher and Apple Podcasts might not have all these, uh, uh, you know, specialized podcasts and Stitcher. Somehow, some way, they get them, and then you can find them later on. But Stitcher seems to be the one updated immediately. I mean, not Stitcher, Anchor. Anchor seems to be the one that always has the latest and the freshest uh, episodes of those podcasts. But Stitcher does a good job of uploading, and then Apple Podcasts kind of drags its feet, but they still get it in there around 
uh, three hours, four hours after you published, you know, or even even quicker. But there's been times where I've seen day later uh, published by 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 Apple Podcast. But anyway, the, these three formats, I have so many different podcasts on there, right? On my Netflix channel, I have so many shows. I mean, I'll give you an example. Look, I got it in my book right now. Uh, since 2001, that's when I really started watching shows. And again, I, I believe I mentioned this in my other episodes. And I was originally going to do like a pop culture um, shows, something about like how many shows I've watched and, and the different shows that I'm into and stuff like that. Um, but since The Sopranos, because Sopranos is the very first show, non-like sitcom that I remember watching, you know, sitting down and watching on HBO and stuff. I got shows, I got sections. So I got mindless shows, thinking shows, fairy tale shows, foreign films, um, and uh, yeah, that's it. Foreign film shows, fairy tale, thinking, and mindless. So just to give you an example, in the mindless shows, I got Gold Rush, Gold Rush, Rightwater, The Curse of Oak Island, The Toys That Made Us, Queen of the South, In the Dark, Secret City, Big Mouth, um, Wentworth, Orange is a New Black, uh, foreign films. I got 1983, Suburbia, Dark, The Forest, The Inmate, Broadchurch, The Break, Ripper Street, Sherlock, Gamora, Thinking Shows, Mindhunter, Unabomber, Narcos, Wormwood, Confession Tapes, Breaking Bad, Go- uh, Cocaine Coast, Ozark, Safe, One, One Savage Rock, um, The Universe, House of Cards, Criminal Minds, Ray Donovan, Mad Men, Sopranos, Game Changer, um, Fairy Tale Shows, Game of Thrones, His Dark Material. Uh, Mandalorian, The Stranger Things, Badlands, Godless, uh, Westworld, Leftovers, Marco Polo, Jessica Jones, Daredevil. I mean, the list goes on and on. Uh, here's more thinking shows. Africa, Ancient Aliens, Real Sports with Brian Gumble, Treadstone, uh, the, the Classified, Serengeti, Shark Week. Uh, here's uh, more um, foreign films. Hotel, Hotel Bean Seyon, The Rain, Money Heist, Fake or Fortune, I mean, Pinky Blinders. The shows go on and on, right? So that's just in shows. And they range from Netflix, from uh, HBO. I mean, I'm, and I'm watching even more shows. Then I watch the sports. And, you know, the thing, the way I do it is because, like, these shows, I have it in the background. When I'm cooking, when I'm in the bathroom, when I'm taking a shower, my podcast, same thing. They're in the background. My TV is usually on a sports station or on a news station, CNN or MSNBC. But I'm, you know, I'm, I got my iPad on with uh, my TV, with my phone, all of them watching different things. Now, if I'm sitting down to pay attention to one thing, usually that's a show, I'll, I'll put it on the TV. So my point is, is I'm watching a whole bunch of different things. And baseball, nobody got time for 162 games. There was a time back in 2004, 2005, 2006, 2007, that I would either either watch or listen to all the games, or been at, all the Cub games. 
for a three, four year period. All of them. But can't, can't do that now. Time goes by so fast. Mm. So yeah, you know, you have to, you, you know, and then there's music. And then there's, you know, there, there's outside activities. You know, they have, they have a bunch of, you know, there's a bunch of things to do. So baseball has to compete with that. If you want the younger crowd who basically they just got, you got 15 minutes of their attention. And how are you going to do that? 162 games is not it. It's not it. So we'll see what, we'll see, we'll see what baseball comes up with. At least this is a start. At least they're trying something and uh, should be cool. I'm going to take a break. Get some refreshments. Let you listen to J- Justin Bieber's new intentions. And, uh, yeah, come Wine Friday now because I haven't posted a whiskey wine Friday. I can't believe it. I got all these whiskeys and all these wines and I haven't put them out. But I did, um, I got J.R. Ewing, which is a new whiskey. Uh, I mean, it's new from what I've seen. And it's, uh, I guess it's a playoff. It's a play off of that show Dallas, because J.R. Ewing is one of the, the uh, one of the characters in there. So this is from Dallas. This is uh, J.R. Ewing Private Reserves. Comes in a nice looking box, and it's fairly affordable. It's thirty four dollars, thirty one dollars, thirty seven dollars. You can get it from there. Uh, it's a con- it's a, so it's so it's a. Uh, Kentucky straight bourbon, but it's made in Dallas. This is from what the bottle says. Um, I gotta look into it some more, but it uh, says JRU in private reserve. Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey has a Mashville 81% corn. Uh, the bourbon is crafted in homage of J.R. Ewing, one of the most memorable characters in the television show Dallas. A ruthless and cunning Texas oil baron. Okay, bourbon and sweet subtle. I guess I guess it's from Kentucky, but bottled in. Let's see where South Fork is. Because why would you call it Kentucky straight bourbon if it's not from South Fork? Uh, so. 
So it's a, it's a good it's a good whiskey. I mean it, it it's it's neat it's it's neat it's uh, it doesn't choke you up. I mean it's quality. It definitely you could definitely mix it if you're not into mixing your um, your bourbons, but you can take it neat. It's pretty good. It's uh, so they uh, got a tasting room in California. Contact us. Oh come on! Every page you go into, you gotta put in your birthday. Goodness gracious! I'm already out of it. I'm already don't like this. Don't like this website. Yeah, I don't know. Sonora, California. I guess that's their tasting room, but. Nah, I'm done with this website. You got to keep on putting your... Nah. The, the the bourbon is good. It looks like, to me, it's a... It's a... Uh, like a marketing ploy. But it does taste good. It, it, it does taste good. Um, I originally was told that it was from Texas. I guess because they thought... They seen Dallas all over it. And... They thought it was from Texas. So, but it's called J.R. Ewing, uh, J.R. Ewing Bourbon or Special Reserve Bourbon. Um, South Fork Bottling Company, which the bottling company sounds like it, it's in California. And I just don't know where is it still that. Let me see if I can find. Let me see if I can look at the. Uh, let me see if I can look at the bottle. Hold on. So what I'm seeing is that the that website has it wrong. It's J.R. Ewing Bourbon Whiskey, not Kentucky Bourbon. Um, see, as the most notorious and celebrated bourbon drinker in history, J.R. Ewing's signature style was found on a platform of being the best. The bourbon created in his name carried the same creed through decades of distillery experience brought to his Texas roots and bottled in Dallas where JR made his mark well balanced with a light amber color and maturity that adds to its complexity the taste profile is surprisingly mild yet crisp it greets you with the classic nose marked with mark marked by notes of vanilla oak sweetness and touch of orange and leaves you with a light spicy honey taste that lingers yeah, for 80 proof, 40% alcohol by volume. Usually I'm in the 43% alcohol by volume. Those are where you get the best. Uh, this is a Warner Brothers. Uh, they're the ones that actually put this out. So it is a marketing ploy. Um, but it, it, it's, it's a good whiskey. It, it's a nice little box. It's, it's a nice presentation. It could be for a, a gift. You can do it for a gift. The, bo the bottle alone is pretty cool. It's a square bottom. Uh, it's a square bottle. 
uh, or like rectangle-ish. South, South Fork Ranch. I guess that's something with to do with the show. Bottled by Southwest Spirits in Dallas, Texas. You know, I wonder if... Hmm. I wonder if Southwest Spirits and wine... I wonder if they got anything to do with those... With the guys that are on YouTube. They are... Um, like whiskey sommeliers. They're pretty good. They do a lot of reviews on whiskeys. I wonder if they got anything to do with it. Because I know they're going to start their own... They're going to start their own bourbon uh, whiskey uh, line. So, anyway, it's a good J.R. Ewing Bourbon Whiskey Private Reserve. Check it out. Check it out. And I just did a red. I, I did just a regular red. No candle. Just a red. Um, it's a dark red from uh, uh, Aeropostale. Uh, not Aeropostale. It's Aero... Uh, Oh, uh, Apothic. Sorry, Aeropostale. That's the, that's the clothing line. Apothic. And it works well. The dark with the uh, bourbon, it works well. I mean, it, you can, there's no, you know, there's no change in your taste buds. You can have it one, you can have it one hour and then three hours later, you can have the other one and you're fine. Feel, tastes good, feels good. Yeah, that dark red is, uh, it works. I like it. I like uh, Apothic is pretty good. It's not really one, you know, it's not really one grape, but it's a blend of reds. And this one is dark red. So I just took it. I just took it, you know, just took a drink of it. And, and I just thought it was good. And then when I looked up the J.R. Ewing, I waited and I took a sip of that. And it just went well. It worked well. So, yeah, uh, this works. J.R. Ewing, Apothic. I think J.R. Ewing will work with a lot of different wines because it's got that sweetness to it. And you got that balance, sweetness, and then the bitter or the little sour in the wine. Or if you find wine to be sour, this is going to balance it out. So, yeah, that works. Uh, I mentioned earlier that I was watching the McMillions from Apple. I mean, from uh, HBO. Well, on HBO, I'm also watching The Outsider. And I don't know if I mentioned that before, but let me tell you something. This show is incredible. Incredible. Check it out. Check it out. Every time I do a pod, every time I do an episode, I'm going to try to uh, end it with um, letting you know what show I'm watching or what show I heard of. And I took a little glimpse at it. So check it out. Let me know what you think. Uh, you can email me at ericjmarquez at gmail.com or just hit me up at the in my Instagram uh, Caught Stealing Podcast on Instagram and um, look look uh, look for more content to come. I also uh, we have a eBay page that uh, we have two of them. We got uh, e collecting twelve, which deals with sports uh, memorabilia and action figures. The coolest of the coolest. Uh, there's a show coming uh, C two E two, and then next next month is the autograph show. I'm going to be getting a lot more content, and I'll throw it up there for items to bid on and i only that's only an auction it's only an auction shop so i'll be throwing stuff on there for auctions so you know you might get lucky and find an item that's worth two three four hundred dollars and it's starting starting auction bid is 100 125 dollars so look out there every now and then it's called e-collecting e 12 e-collecting 12 and then my other one is kind of like a flea market general merchandising 
That's EM Collectibles 12. EM Collectibles 12. And um, that one I just started. It's got random stuff from softball bats to candle holders to air compressors. It's like a flea market general merchandise thing. So it's all used items. It's all items that, hey, you know, you might need a pair of scissors or you might need, uh, you might want a softball bat. You're getting into playing softball co-eds. Um, yeah, there's a whole bunch of stuff on there and there's going to be plenty, plenty more. So check it out on eBay. And they'll be, and they'll be, and I'll post it up on Instagram also. All right. Thanks. And I will be back with another episode shortly. Take care now.